0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored
1: by Pro Flowers. Get fresh flowers at a reasonable price, delivered right to your door, or send them as a gift. Right now, get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at ProFlowers.com and use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's ProFlowers.com,
2: promo code BADCHRISTIAN for $10 off $29 today. Also, this show is brought to you by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals right to your door. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian.
1: Today's show is sponsored by Wondery. Have you ever worked for a difficult boss that micromanages and always needs to have the last word? A new podcast called I Hate My Boss will give you the comedic relief that you need. Subscribe to the podcast I Hate My Boss wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that podcast is called I Hate My Boss. Workplace drama, comedic relief, subscribe today. Very good. Here we go. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. And we got Steiger and come and live. And it's going to get real. It's going to get filthy and nasty, and uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen. All I know yeah, yeah, is it's, 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 it's going to be, be filthy, and na- filthy and nasty. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. That's for
3: sure. Okie okay, dokie. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Let me uh, Give me a second here. we got so many people on this podcast right at the tip top that I want to make sure everybody knows what is going on. And part of the reason for that is, and I want to say congratulations to us. Um, And all the listeners out there, because our show has done so well lately, the numbers are almost doubled from where they were about a year ago. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. And it also drives me crazy each week when I know that the numbers keep going up but we often start the shows in such a disorganized way that I feel like, my gosh, the new listeners just have no damn clue what's going on. So yeah, I, can, only... I can, I can
4: attest to that. This is true. We started about 25 minutes late. So it's, yes. it's like tooth and nail time. Yes.
3: Yeah, so let me t- say who is on and what we're doing today, just for, just for a little bit of clarity, but thank you to any new listeners to the bad Christian podcast. We We, we really do appreciate it and are glad that so many people are interested in conversations and stuff like that, but that includes you guys. So, We have Chad Johnson on the show today. Chad is – he was an A&R guy for Tooth & Nail. Before that, he had a a record label called Take Hold Records, and he's somewhat of a legend in the indie music, hardcore punk, southeastern scene. Um, Worked for Tooth (laughs) & Nail. Those were a lot lot of words. He's He's still a legend. Yeah, he's still a a legend.
4: The downside is that – The first time I ever heard Emery, it was the song Walls. And Jonathan Dunn called me into the old Tooth & Nail mailroom office. And he said, hey, man, listen to this. And as soon as I heard, are you listening? I was like, oh, no. Like, this is so bad. And uh, (laughs) the, the, the reason it was so bad is because I had not found you. And so I walked away just like... Just, you know, in in, in utter disbelief that uh, that you guys were as good as you were and I missed out. So, I'm gl- I'm glad
3: about is. that. Not that you missed out on it, but I'm glad that you thought that and that would have been a, yeah. and it is and was a good compliment and to have been able to work with you from, from the years following that. Yeah. But also on the show today, we have David and Ben Pierce and you guys work for a <laughs> ministry called Steiger. Did I say it right? You yes. said it right. Okay, so staggered, dude, way to go. So let's see if I can thread this together. Is Chad, when he left Tooth and Nail, started a record label called Come and Live, a nonprofit record label that did some crowdfunding and interesting things, and giving away and pay what you want stuff like that. And then that has since been acquired by Staggered Ministries, correct? It was like kind of
5: a hostile takeover. A hostile takeover. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now
3: you guys so. are paired up and buddied up, and Staggered does international, from what I understand, is interna- international youth ministry, missions, discipleship training, that kind of thing, right?
5: Yeah, and we also, we have a, a band called No Longer Music, and so that's uh, a big part of what we do. So we do a lot of touring around the world and go to some crazy places, and uh, but it's very theatrical, and it's uh, very kind of clear in its message,
3: and, and uh, we've seen thousands of people find Jesus through our shows. Okay, very good. So, I guess where I would like to start is, I would, I'm kind of curious on what specifically is your interest in coming on our filthy-ass show to talk, well, to talk here, about what? Well, here, I've got,
5: I actually have a diagram here. <laughs>
3: Can you see that?
5: Uh-huh. So, see, so we want to change you from bad Christian uh-huh. to maybe, then maybe to mediocre Christian, and then to semi decent Christians. Okay, so that's kind of our. <laughs> so that's the flow We time. gotta simplify. That's, that, that's the goal. I don't think I don't, My mom not, showed me that exact diagram you, when I was eight she years did? old. You know, you know, you're. Your so you've made actually, no progress then? Your, what, your mom actually saying. sent it to me. I wasn't supposed to tell you that. Sorry. Sorry. From jail? <laughs>
1: yeah. She yeah, didn't yeah, even send yeah. me a letter. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, your mom,
5: no, your mom was in jail when she sent it. <laughs> oh, snap.
3: Right. And so,
5: Chad, Chad also, we, uh, I want
3: people to know this, yeah. too. And I don't know if you've heard it yet or you haven't heard it yet because it's not complete. But Toby and I are doing a podcast for Tooth and Nail that you interviewed and did that for. And that's yeah, come yeah, out I, super good. Your episode two on that, which will be out in a little while, wow. is a whole episode about you that Toby and I made. So we know all the nitty gritty. So don't get <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself here uh, on yeah, the, yeah, the you criticizing got us because I got all the lowdown goods on you. You know, <laughs> um, but we well, have I, a, I, I, And
1: I want to say real quickly, a lot of people, because you know, of course, a lot of people like a lot of people think Chad cr- created and started Tooth and Nail. There's so many like crazy rumors just because you were so influential on the scene. But honestly. One of the coolest, best, real people I've ever met. Like, I I mean, I I love that I can call you a friend. Like, I always thought, always heard, saw you from afar, and you were working with other bands. And I was always like, man, (laughs) man, they get to work with Chad. You know, I mean, we love John (laughs) Dunn, we love Tooth and Nail. But I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool just to hang out with Chad a little bit more. And so I, I, I hope more people get to know you because honestly, one of the most legit. Just doing the interview for that Tooth and Nail uh podcast was just so fun like getting to be around you is just yeah, fun yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you're here with us today for so sure. people tune yeah, in well, and check
3: out that podcast it's called labeled you can just search tooth and nail podcast and that'll be out real soon yeah. you'll be able to hear all, way all the in-depth biographical story and legends of who chad is but for today we'll discuss other things
4: yeah, it was only, it was only what,
1: four, a four-hour conversation? <laughs> right. <laughs> that sounds about right for
0: Chad. Imagine that.
1: I know, if you get you talking, it yeah, is yeah. hard to get you stopped. <laughs> right, that is, this is
4: true. So the what I would say, you know, to, when you asked, you posed the question, and then we kind of got derailed, which is a lot yeah. like my life, uh, of why we wanted to be on here with you. And, and so I, I think all of us talked about the idea that from from like or an organizational standpoint, come and live is very different in in how we go after things than what you guys in Bad Christian are doing. But we both have this really similar, similarly connected storyline that threads back to the tooth and nail days and uh and, and kind of like what where we met and our experiences together. So the thought came to me like, man, we should do something that's a that's sort of a fun. But also, very serious take on us versus them, so the idea of what some of the areas where we either might disagree or would sure. see things differently mm-hmm. and then actually just challenging each other yeah. on those things so um, not out of any any motivation other than man, we all want to be sharpened and uh, we know we need it and and we love you guys and so what a what an opportunity to not just be like oh let's let's um Let's massage each other's backs, yeah. uh, as, as fun as that is and as much as I enjoy it. Uh, at the same time, let, I want to be challenged. And so I'll just start out by saying that when I think of, of you guys as, as bad Christian, I think of brutal honesty. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering whether you guys would agree that what is the most brutally honest thing that we can do is sharing the gospel of Jesus with someone who has yet to hear or know who he is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How's that for a light it, question? <laughs> I'll just start it out it, light, you know? <laughs> it, is that the most brutally honest thing you can do is share the yeah, gospel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say that, that's a loaded question, but here's what I would say. <laughs> uh, and, and, and this is just my opinion. So that's where I think uh, we probably differ is that yeah. I want to leave space for somebody to use their brain and honor their brain, even if they think differently than me. Like, I, 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 I am okay if somebody in our first or 100th encounter, the gospel isn't shared, but they have trust with me now. Like I think yeah. that's a part of the gospel, and so for us, our brutal honesty—I don't—I don't even know if we're really that brutal honest, but what what we try to do is reveal that. Here's what I would say in a nutshell: that Jesus is good, and we aren't. So what? Why do I need to be the one that's you know proselytizing you about how good Jesus is? Of course, he's good. That, I mean, the whole world knows it. Like I was just watching Louis C.K. Christians won. I mean, we. Oh, what year is it? He asked the crowd, and it's, it's, you know, it's 2017, the year of our Lord. Yeah, he says Christians all of won. humanity it,
3: counts I mean? in it, it, unison by the, when he's right. been, Jesus yeah. showed up. I mean, that's it. Right. it was yeah, 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 yeah. There,
1: there were years before, but you had to count backwards from those. Right. So, so Christianity. Nobody wants is, to do that. Is strong and one. So I'd rather people go. Wait a minute. This guy's showing all the bad stuff because every single one of us has something bad. Whether you think it's really bad or decent bad or kind of bad, whatever, like with your graph. But I would say for me, it, it, the the better thing is to show, yeah, I'm, of course I'm bad at Christianity. yeah I, Why, well, why I mean, in the world? I'm not good at it.
2: Yeah. Another, well, and another thing too, is I think brutal honesty is extremely hard and vulnerable. Let's just take pastors, for instance. I, I am a pastor and it's very easy to stand up in front of a bunch of people and tell them the gospel. Now, for, for first of all, because people are there and they expect that, but it's a lot harder for me to get up in front of a bunch of people and admit like super personal weaknesses and expose bad things about me. So I, I guess I would have no problem with saying no. I don't think that's the most brutally honest thing. Just but but it may be because I see brutal honesty kind of in a different light. Well, yeah, isn't yeah. that?
0: Wouldn't that be more in the context of a church? I mean, I guess the question, you can't... It, it was a bit loaded, and it was also very specific. Like, we're maybe outside of the church with people who don't have an understanding of God. I think maybe that's what we're saying in this context, that to be brutally honest would be to share who Jesus is. But yeah, mm-hmm. but do it in a, in a vulnerable way, in an authentic way. I think we'd all agree that the problem is this oversimplification where you're just, you're just saying the slogans, but you're not really getting to know or love people. And I think maybe this is just Chad's question here as a way to just open up yeah, that totally. discussion. You know, for us, it's it's finding that balance, and, and you can't always say the whole totality, obviously, of what you mean in one question like yeah, that. L- yeah,
1: l- let me take a crack at this uh, a little
3: yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: dude, crack it.
1: So, it, <laughs> the, the, I, Brutal Honesty has to be a Christian hardcore band, right? That, that, <laughs> yeah, 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 <it> <laughs> That has <laughs> to exist. Yeah. You it. just started it. <laughs> oh, man. They're signed to come and live, right? yeah, yeah. Already. Absolutely. <laughs> so...
3: My first reaction would want to be to say, okay, <laughs> surely people have heard the propositional gospel message, so that's fine. Like, we've already covered that or whatever. Everybody's heard that, that to some degree. I mean, I guess there's tribes that haven't whatever, but it seems pretty well covered. That's my first impulse. But on the other hand, to your point, I really do find that when I hear even the smartest people and other podcasters or, or people that I think really look up to or prominent thinkers that aren't Christian, I am always astonished how much they don't understand what the gospel and grace is, even though they're very educated in Christianity, even religion. I'm so surprised that they don't seem to understand, they still, when they ever try to t- discuss it, let's say I'm talking about Sam Harris or Joe Rogan or something, they still seem mm. to really believe that Christianity is about rules and rule following. And that drives yeah. me crazy. So in that specific regard, I think there's a lot of work to be done to help people understand what the gospel is. However, for in the general, but I, but I would tie those two. There's a pro the problem there. I would actually tie to the notion that evangelism, uh, and, and those things and the Great Commission has been taken to such a, I want to say, absurd degree and been so reductive and so propositional and devoid of relationship and context. That aim has been so pushed by the church for the last several hundred years, or at least in America, that I think that's actually what's caused the problem in itself. Does that make sense? Well,
5: I, I think, you know, people need to see that you love them. And I mean, there's been a lot of truth without love is not going to help anybody, and uh, I, I I can remember one time I was having a very honest conversation with somebody in a, in a coffee shop by the University of Minnesota where I live, or I used to live, and I'm having this really, you know, he's asking some really honest questions, and I'm trying to answer his questions, and some woman uh, sitting next to us overheard our conversation, and she walked up to me, and she said, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then she walked out of the cafe and i 'm like, "What in the world was that yeah. you know and, and I, so I completely agree with you guys and in, in how the gospel has been trivialized or made into slogans or bumper stickers, that kind of thing, uh, but I would disagree that. Uh, with you when you say that a lot of people have had a basic understanding of heard or have heard the gospel in some kind of basic way, a lot of places that we we go to people haven 't heard anything yeah I like, mean, like tell know, me about who, who
3: like what is, what are these people who are they where are
5: they oh like Tur- like Turkey for example mm-hmm. turkey's a, a a country with eighty million people and five thousand believers uh-huh. and we've and we 've been in in cities with our band with you know uh Two, three hundred thousand people, and there's no church, no believers at all. Uh huh. And so, so it's not. And you can go to places in in Europe, lots of places in Spain, for example, where there's hardly anybody there that's ever heard anything of the gospel. So, so maybe maybe in in the U.S. it's that way, but I think it's not true with much of the world. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, is this so? Is this is this question with the context of? Like, our podcast needs to be more, um, like, gospel-centered and evangelical because I, th- I think, too, w- one w- one way in which we think as well is, like, we are podcasters, which we <laughs> see as a lot of entertainment, and we, we didn't set right. out necessarily sure. for this to be a ministry. So if, yep. if if that is the tie-in to me, I would liken it to going up to a construction worker while he's drilling and saying, hey, why— why aren't you telling people about Jesus while, you, while you're drilling? Because, I mean, I think I definitely have some pretty intense conversations about Jesus sure. in my personal life. And then yeah. I get on a podcast, and we cut up, talk, and sure, talk about Jesus here and there, talk about the church. But is, is that kind of what – and I don't think it's a bad insinuation, but is that kind of the insinuation that we need to be more evangelical like on the podcast? No, I, I would no, say – think- that, you that's go maybe
4: that's maybe just your own conviction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, I'm just kidding. No no that no the, the heartbeat behind it was uh, was simply because for come and live, and, and really, when I was at tooth and nail working with all the bands and, and working for a Christian record label doing Christian things, I was also a, a porn addict. Uh, I was a drug addict. I was addicted to myself. I was a workaholic. And so until I had an encounter with Jesus on the Seattle Viaduct, where I felt him telling me in a still small voice kind of way to make my life all about Jesus and to make disciples of anybody and everybody, I never realized that the power of sharing love with someone in a way that is maybe the hardest thing to do, especially because in our culture, we we, uh, we all would much rather agree than disagree, and so now it had the question had nothing to do with with you guys as a podcast. It was more just we as as a as a as a ministry and as an organization are looking for everything we want to do is preach the gospel of Jesus outside of the church to people who haven't heard it because for us that's the that's sort of the highest most exciting thing and so I, I was just basically saying hey here's what what i'm or we're most excited about what do you guys think mm-hmm, so to maybe to put it into context like what would it look like if emory said hey we're gonna start preaching the gospel the power of the cross from stage and inviting people into that that's con- that's maybe more the because the context we work in as yeah. artists still yeah um and maybe what what would that
3: look like or I would quit with that feel. I would quit the band immediately if that was the decision they made. <laughs> I'll put you're it that not way. you're not joking either. Are you? <laughs> uh no, I'm not joking at all. I just I don't want right. to do that. Like I, what I want to do is not even try to justify everything or back everything up or be an apologist for things. I and I don't even want to try to justify that. I don't all I'm telling you is I do not wish to do that. And yeah, I, yeah. I think that's yeah. okay to say. That's kind of sure, where I well, am Yeah.
2: It's, yeah, it's.
3: I don't feel the uh, obligation no, no, right. to the. Yeah, I, I don't think. I think there's a weird thing when you make the like. It's like you just have made one thing the most important thing. Now, admittedly, people getting saved, I, I can't really think of anything more important. However, that doesn't mean that that. I mean, there's still you can still take that goal elevated above other things, disintegrated from the whole, and to an end that I don't think is good. And I think we have yeah. done that in many ways in many
1: cases. So and, and, and I don't want to do I would it. even say that I think proselytizing and proclaiming the gospel is important and does work. But I think it totally then negates all the other uh, maybe more subtle ways that Jesus is revealed. For example, like even in your story, I've heard you say that several times how even on the tooth and nail, you talked about that experience with God. And I'm like, man, that's so awesome. Except for one thing, like when you tell the story, it's almost like everything before that point was negated. Except mm. for God was using a broken, messed up dude in your mind and doing amazing things that affected two of the guys right here uh, immensely. Yeah, and I know yeah. tons of people that were affected by you, even though your life was falling apart, not doing well. Like you were just exactly like the characters in the Bible. That's what I think is so awesome. Like almost <laughs> all so the true. characters in the Bible are like Chad are Johnson, so bad Christian. Yeah, not wh- which what, which one is the good decent Christian? Like I mean, which one? I mean, yeah. it's really it – really, I know there's – uh, honestly, probably maybe some of the ladies. Maybe, maybe you could say some of them <laughs> more than some of the dudes, the kings but, and, the, and, the, and, the, and all the disciples and all that stuff. So, like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think there's power in revealing, of course it's not me. Mm-hmm. Of course, what in the world am I going to show you that, I, like, if you think that cussing's bad and I don't cuss, what does that actually prove? That I didn't say some word or that in spite of what you think about me, God is good. Like that's yeah. what I think. That, that's what, like, the name, our full name is Bad Christian Great Savior. And, and that is what I think. Like, I don't want to negate that God is always going to be working on me in this life. Something it doesn't about matter. what it, Chad said if there. If there was a top ten list of sins and I, I got mm-hmm. rid of all of them uh, in my life, there would be ten more immediately but, that has to be worked on. Chad, there's something
3: about your story there the way you say it too that intrigues me that I'd like to explore just a little bit. I think it's a perfect example. If it's okay, we can discuss this a
1: minute. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you say The pornography and drugs. Yeah, that part.
3: Um, (laughs) Where'd you get them? That's on the Tooth & Nail podcast. uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it'll be on the Tooth & Nail podcast. But So so you're saying that there was some time when you're working for Tooth & Nail, you had an experience on the viaduct where God spoke to you and you readily admitted that before that you were into porn and even drugs and this kind of stuff like that. And it implies to me, the way that you say that and carry that story sounds so much like the classic story I've heard so many times that it almost starts to, it it just makes me have more questions and answers. Like, are you, I mean, are you really saying you weren't a Christian before? Because if so, it, it seems like you're trying to put a pivot point to where you really got it from God mm. and th- and make sure that everybody knows that your porn and your drug use and the deception, whatever things you were into before are in the past and after the point where you really got it, that's not a problem anymore. That was a clear insinuation from at least the way you told the story and I don't think that's necessarily true or that you m- even meant it to be that way but to me, sure. now that starts to sound like a formula of every ga- guy that gets up and tells his testimony. I used to do this. I used to do all these things but then this happened and now I don't and I kind of reject that that model of thinking personally. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, that's well, what, what it, you're saying, but that's how it strikes me a little bit. So were you not no, a Chris, it's good, are you man. saying you weren't a Christian before that moment? No, no, you not were. at all.
4: No, no. Yeah. Not, not at all. I was, I was a Christian living for himself who was too afraid to reveal to my wife or anyone else that, um, that I was living a double life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and I'm not saying that, I'm not, neither am I saying I went from one encounter with God. That one encounter with God has taken me down the road that I've been on 12 or 13 years later, but it's a work in progress as it is for all of us. So um, th- it, you're right. And I think, Toby, especially what you were saying, it's, it's wrong of me to assume that God didn't or couldn't use me prior to that 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 encounter on the viaduct, as powerful as it was for me, uh, and that he continues using me since then. So, uh, so no, I think I'm just saying that uh, I was really misguided, and I was I was the perfect example of a bad Christian uh, in the sense that not only was I completely uh, into myself and a bunch of other distractions. But, but I wasn't willing to be honest about where I was with mm-hmm. God or with anyone else at that point. So there was, it did come a point where brutal honesty for me was stop fighting God and submit to God and surrender to Jesus and allow him to take mm-hmm. your life, the mess of your life, and make of it whatever he wants, so does that does that help clarify yeah, it, what I was trying it, to it say? It
3: does. But and let me say th- let me say this too. That that's what is really interesting to me is the fact that you say you're living a double life and hiding it. So let's press in yeah. here and contrast what you said with what I'll say about myself, which is I fully believe that I've had the spiritual encounter, that I am saved, that I love Jesus, and that I still believe that that's true. So I feel post, you know, conversion. I'm here. I'm co- a converted. Holy Spirit Having Christian Now I don't think I live a double life at all And this podcast Is a big effort To not do that To make sure That whatever I'm like I'm saying And I think I have Real problems in my life For sure Um, But I'll tell you A couple that I'm not Too worried about And that is I have looked at pornography A couple times this year For sure And I use Mm -hmm. weed I live here in Washington and, and I have a, I have, I use weed sometimes and that's fine. Right. So if that makes, I don't know if that needs to be pre or post or how to fit that, but that's true about me, but it's not a double life whatsoever. I just told 40,000 people. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what y'all make of that. Like maybe that's bad evangelism. I don't know, but it's true. And I don't, I don't know what, where, you know, I think, I wonder how y'all take that then. Yeah,
5: no, it's great. Do you, Ben yeah, or well, David, do either, either of you guys want to respond? Well, I mean, I was, I was very, uh, relaxed when it came to, I mean, I, I understood that I, that knowing Jesus was not about me behaving a certain way, that it was Mm -hmm. something that, you know, was a gift, really was a gift. And it wasn't because I, uh, God's love was not dependent on some kind of behavior. And I was pretty relaxed, uh, about it. And, and, uh, you know, in terms of my lifestyle and all of that. And, and, uh, I was a pretty cynical guy, too, and I still, ha- I still am I mean I can be very arrogant and cynical and I was, I was in in Europe and I was watching this uh, this group church group doing some drama on the street and so I'm, you know i'm this very cool Christian, very cynical, relaxed about things you know, and confident in who I am and i 'm watching this drama on the street and all I can tell you is that it was like God just fell on me. I don't know how else to say it. It was I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't wanting it, but it was like God fell on me, and I felt like I was almost drunk, and I could hardly. I was kind of like staggering to get away from where this this group, this church group, was doing this drama that I was mocking. You know, when I was watching it, yep. I staggered to this field and I fall on my face, and I just started. I don't know how long I was there, but I was weeping, and I got this kind of revelation of the holiness of God, which I never really saw before. I understood that, you know, like what Jesus did for me, I understood that that, I, that he saved, you know, he saved me, he rescued me, and that it wasn't about my works. I grew up in a very traditional church, too, so I had a lot of negative ideas because of that. But then I got this revelation of the holiness of God, and it was then I... I thought man I don't want anything in my life that's going to keep him from being able to use me as much as he wants. Uh-huh. You know, I you know, I want to see I want to start I want authentic, you know, and I know that's a big thing for you guys. I want authentic Jesus. I don't want this religious uh commercialized um domesticated Jesus. I want the authentic Jesus. And so that's what made me want to get rid of things that I thought would Keep me from Him. So then I would say, yeah, smoking weed probably is not going to bring me closer to God. So mm-hmm. that's something I would I would probably think I need to if I want to. You know, when I'm going to places like the places we go to when we're in Ukraine and uh, you know close to where the fighting is, and we're getting ready to do a show, and uh, we're we're talking to people who are desperate and and need deserve to see. That there is someone that cares about them. I don't want anything in my life to make me less effective. You know, and so it's not about does God care about me? It's not about it's not about legalism, none of those things. But it's more about right. I want the Holy Spirit in my life.
3: Okay, so this conversation is is really good already. There's a bunch more stuff to talk oh, about. Yeah. But built into our format, we have to pay some bills. We have some really good sponsors. So Chad and David and Ben, you have to excuse us for one second while we tell people and you guys hopefully about some of our great sponsors, and we'll get right back to it.
1: All right, folks. Uh, if you're anything like me, and I am not joking right now, I have definitely forgotten my anniversary. I've forgotten Jess's birthday. I've forgotten the kids' <laughs> birthdays. I've forgotten my mom's birthday. Uh, the, all kind. I mean, real bad when I forgot the day her her husband, uh, like the anniversary of her husband passing. Like I, I have had to set calendars now. But when I don't forget, and I set these calendars I'm set, I love being able to use pro flowers. It is just so easy, so user-friendly, and you get to send your loved one a beautiful set of flowers. That's just what I, I just love that. And people are hard to shop for, and I'll even go one further. My wife isn't really a flower person, yet I still, knowing how good pro flowers are, I just got her some flowers from pro flowers uh, maybe two weeks ago. And she loved them because the flowers are that good. You're getting a beautiful bouquet of flowers. And there's such a huge selection. It is awesome. Like, I just can't say enough how easy it is, how affordable it is, and how much the person you're sending these flowers to is going to love them and appreciate them. So right now... ProFlowers has a special offer for just our listeners. Get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more. This deal works on best-selling gifts like their 100-bloom bouquet, a dozen red roses, or even their totally unique plant gifts. To snag this great, this great deal, just go to proflowers.com and enter code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. Pro Flowers bouquets are guaranteed fresh for seven days or your money back. They have a they have seven-step quality check, which means the flowers are always awesome. I can attest to that. Their website, their website is super easy to use. You can schedule your delivery ahead of time for any date you want and get back to your day. Do yourself a favor and help out our show by supporting Pro Flowers. We sure would appreciate it. Your loved ones will appreciate it. I know that somebody has a birthday or anniversary or, or just you want to say, hey, I love you. So right now, get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at ProFlowers. But this deal definitely won't last long. So just go to ProFlowers.com and enter code BADCHRISTION at checkout to get this special
2: deal. Guys, I feel really cool to be able to talk about Blue Apron. Like, I see Blue Apron in Costco. I mean, it really is all over the place. So if you haven't tried it, I mean, you seriously, you're starting to become, like, the only one. (laughs) Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. What they're trying to do is just make incredible home cooking something that everyone can have access to and from experience it is some of the best food i've ever tasted and it's like oh my gosh my wife and i made this and it's it's a really cool thing to do with your families and a side note i mean they've established partnerships with 150 local farms uh, fisheries and ranchers across the united states so that's that's really awesome as well when we when i get to the end of this Add it just always blows me away what kind of deal this is so I just want to go ahead and tell you right now we are offering with Blue Apron three meals for free so basically just try this get three free meals for free that's just unbelievable some of these meals Parmesan crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli you got spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives bell peppers and ricotta salata. Oh my gosh, it's it's pretty unbelievable stuff. And uh, So check out this week's menu, the rest of them. Get three free meals for free. The shipping is free. You're going to love how good it feels and taste to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, I want to take a quick
1: second here and just highlight an awesome podcast that I've been listening to called I Hate My Boss. Now, as most of you know, I used to work for a terrible boss, Pastor Joey Spenson. <laughs> I'm joking about that, but I've had some pretty awful bosses, and that's what makes this podcast so funny. Have you ever worked for a boss who like can't make up his mind and blames it on you? Or have you worked for a boss who she always needs to have the last word? Have you ever worked for a boss that was a micromanager? Joey is a micromanager for sure. So that is what this podcast is all about. I want you to go listen to I Hate My Boss and subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts because it is really, really funny. If you've ever worked with a difficult boss, who do you talk to about that? Where do you get some workplace advice? Where can you say those four words, I hate my boss? Well, I'm going to say it one more time. It's the podcast, I Hate My Boss. That This podcast is, is brand new and uh, where two workplace heroes help you make a, the big decisions, sort through the small stuff, and get more fulfillment from your workplace. So what are you waiting for? Go listen and su- subscribe right now to I Hate My Boss. Wherever you listen to podcasts, go there. Subscribe to I Hate My Boss. Workplace drama, comedic relief, subscribe today. I Hate My Boss. You're going to love it.
3: Okay, we got one more thing I want to show you guys and talk about. And I know it's big, big time for you guys and you're fans of it. You can hear me fading it up right now from my computer. And this is a Demon Hunter song. We had Demon Hunter on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, one of our top episodes. So I know you guys are Demon Hunter fans, but I'm afraid some of you haven't even bought their new record yet. And we want you to do that if you're a Demon Hunter fan, not just based on my language of persuasion that I'm telling you to. If you like the music you hear and you like Demon Hunter and you know that, And you want to support them and tooth and nail. And Chad, you know, you'll be fans of this too. But uh, here you go. I'm going to let you listen to the track a little bit. It's called Cold Winter Sun. And then I'll tell you where to get it. As if you don't know where to get music. Okay, so this song is called Cold Winter Sun. It's a new song from Demon Hunter. Uh, It's one of the first singles from the new record. It's called Outlive. It's available now, and it just released, and it had the best debut week of any Demon Hunter album in the band's eight-album history, which is very insane. It charted real high. It's the number eight highest-selling album in the country last week and landed at number one on the indie chart number two on the overall rock chart. So they're going to be doing some festivals this year, uh, inside and outside of the U.S., so find their website, go look at Tooth & Nail's website, and again, Outlive is out now. It's in stores everywhere, and wherever you buy music or stream music or consume it digitally, go get it, go stream it, go listen to it. Thanks, Demon Hunter. Thanks, Tooth & Nail. Okay, let me fade this music down, and we'll get back to where we were. All right, guys, where were we? Ben, were you
0: going to say something? No, I mean, someone... no, the thought the thought that came to mind that I thought was interesting is, I, you know, I'll admit I haven't, Listen to all 200 some of your episodes. I have listened to quite a few, and I but I never knew the bad Christian was it good savior. Great, savior. <laughs> the, and I think even that to me speaks of the tension in our faith. Is that there? There is that is important to both sides of that, and that it's not about one side or an imbalance in either way. It's the fact that yeah, I am not. I cannot earn uh, God's love. I can't earn my salvation. But what I am excited about, and what I think other people need to see, is that God has the power to change my life. You know, Paul said that men aren't convinced by human wisdom, but by God's power. Mm -hmm. And so I don't serve a dead God where, you know, I don't think the world is inspired by the idea that, oh yeah, come to Jesus, and everything's cool, nothing changes, the world doesn't change, my life doesn't change. And again, I'm not saying you're saying that, but for me, I I come to Jesus and say, you're a God of power, and and I I believe you can transform me, and, and that's the... That's the the approach I take, or, or the relationship I have with Jesus. In terms yeah. of the
3: problem is the once you when you make claims like that, then you put this pressure on yourself to prove it externally to other people, and that's where the duplicity and the two sidedness uh, comes in. And Christians are just as guilty; they're more guilty, and everybody knows it than anybody else of being hypocritical. That's the number one thing if you ask non-Christians. They just, we're hypocritical, and they smell it, and they know it, and they can tell by the way that you or me, when I'm being false talk, they know when we're being fake or saying some propositional thing or, or trying to weed out things in our life, pardon the pun, that are not, uh, that look like what people think they shouldn't be. Dude, what, it what, is four twenty. Yeah, it is four twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
5: are those uh, are those Doritos by your microphone?
1: Yeah, I was going to yeah. say too. That that's the thing as well is that authenticity with Emery saying it from stage. It, it's like a bait and switch. Like, oh man, I want to go see my favorite band. Oh. <laughs> now here's this big thing where I'm not good enough or I don't believe the way they do so I got to sit through this like I've seen it so many times with a lot of bands that you know preach from stage where I'm, uh, people. The, the idea is you go see rock music or music you like and appreciate music and find the truth and the beauty in that. And if Jesus is true, then we'll find him in all truth. Is what I believe. So, so, so like, this, if we lead people this, to the truth. So, so the idea there, it, it does feel like a, a bait and switch when you say, "Hey," and, and it immediately leads to when you talk about God is a powerful God and that He will change me. He'll change <laughs> me from these bad things I do. But I think He does even more than that. He changes you to be more heartbroken. Well, you don't know so, that. Do. I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't, like couldn't agree.
5: Bible. I couldn't agree with you more. I think the yeah. closer you get to God, the more your heart Agreed, breaks. Yeah. And the more that you, you're you aware of how you are bad, how much you need Jesus. If he takes his hand off of you for a second, you're dead. I mean, the longer I walk with God, the more I'm aware of that. And the more I see people through his eyes. I mean, I can remember one time we were playing in Brazil at a strip club. It was a, a male strip club, and and a guy wanted us to play nice. there with our band. So, you know... So <laughs> we're playing there. And um, and that, then afterwards, the owner of the club wanted to talk to me. And I'm like, I wanted to get away from this guy because the whole time he was hitting on me. And I found him very uh, disgusting. And uh, someone in my band said, hey, you need to say thanks for letting us play in your club. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. So I go over to him with the idea of like saying, hey, man, thanks for letting us play in your club and getting away from him because I found him so disgusting, you know, and I go up to him. And all of a sudden, again, I just felt this blanket that's of God's love coming on both of us. And he started to cry and I started to cry. And he, he lifted up his shirt and he showed me a bullet hole where he had been shot on the street. And he showed where the bullet had gone in his, his stomach and out his back. And he said, I, I always wondered, you know, why I didn't die. And I said, man, you, it's because God cares about you. And he brought us here to tell you the truth about him. And we had this really intense conversation yeah. about Jesus. So it's not about being, hey, man, I'm better than you are. Yeah. That's not it. However, I do think that Saul wants me, you know, Saul was Saul and then he became Paul. Yeah, you look in the Bible. God uses ex murderers and and prostitutes and everybody. And today the same. I mean, we're we're without we're bad for sure. But he also he makes he 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 wants to transform us. You know, it's like in Second 2 Timothy two twenty. He wants to make us a vessel of of clay, wood, silver, and gold. And I think, you know, yeah, God loves me when I'm clay. But why not be gold? You know, Do you I was. Think- yeah, go ahead. Do
2: you, okay, do I'm you sorry. think that do you think that everyone like that doesn't have faith in Jesus, do you think they all respond favorably to like a very direct, overt um expression of the gospel? Like do you think everybody needs that? I think here's the problem. I think a lot of people
5: think they know who Jesus is and that's what they reject. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this negative idea about Jesus, and if I thought what they did about Jesus, mm-hmm. I would reject him too. And so I think especially in a place like the U.S. where people have this negative view of Jesus because of the bad things they've seen done in his name in churches and stuff, the problem you have there is is to show them who the real Jesus is first. And so what we try to do, like in our show, for example, is we try to show people who the real Jesus is, how he's passionate, how he's angry about injustice, how he's not indifferent to suffering, you know, all the kinds of who Jesus really is, how he cares for us, you know, and he's not just some white, you know, uh, hippie walking around with a white robe on, that's not, you you know, and so then they go, hey man, we, I like this Jesus, I, I like the Jesus you're talking about, tell me about this Jesus, yeah, you know, so, i've been, I, so i've been invited to speak to some of the most hardcore left wing anarchistic places and they say man tell us this about this jesus i want to hear about this jesus
2: so with um what what i have would, would you feel all right let me see how i'm going to ask all right so yeah. with our podcast and this is a direction that matt and toby uh, yeah don't don't like for me to go often, and I'm uh-huh. I'm, def- I'm definitely the one that thinks more along the lines of yeah we're we're doing something you know we're doing something good, but this is needed. H- how yeah? Right? How would you feel the concept of people saying yeah I've I'm encounter I started to encounter the real Jesus yeah. when I started listening to Bad Christian? Like what yeah. h- what? How do you respond to that in your head? Do you think oh hell no? There's no way that's the case. No, I again, I have w- not listened to enough of your podcast
5: even to to make that kind of comment. What I do like, re- what resonates with me, what I have listened to, uh, is that I understand your frustration with with churches that have become where Christianity has become this. This this culture, this this system, uh, the commercialization of the gospel mm-hmm. drives me crazy. How everything's for sale. I mean, I heard about a prayer meeting where they actually were charging tickets to go. You know, can you imagine mm-hmm. a prayer <laughs> meeting and they're they're charging people to go to this prayer 20 meeting? Twenty kind of, Yeah, and this kind of stuff drives me crazy. I mean, I but, was speaking, I was speaking at a big church recently. And they wanted to do a. They were doing a sound check, and they wanted me to, to say the prayer I was going to say at the end, so they could get the levels right. And I'm like, No, I'm not doing. <laughs> that. Are but you Matt
2: smokes weed,
5: so yeah, Matt I know. Smokes, <laughs> Matt smokes weed. Yeah, and,
2: pe- and people say, "Man, I just started getting curious about faith when yeah. I started listening to Bad Christian." But Matt is yeah. talking about weed. I mean, does that yeah. does that not line up for you?
5: I don't think it would help somebody probably for, because Matt's the hero of, of everyone that listens to this I podcast I am definitely
3: probably, the hero right? of everyone. I like I mean, that. uh, <laughs> Absolutely. See, that's the difference there. Like, Joey,
1: <laughs> Joey is a pastor. And I've never seen a pastor uh, talk to the way that he's talked about, like on, online, on everywhere, like, because everybody doesn't lift him up. They go, that's Joey, my friend. I can, I can bust his balls. I can make fun of him. And the I'll even say, like, yeah. you were talking about how you know, Saul became Paul. Well, right, right. I, I, get, I get that too, but what about Simon became Peter? But when he was Peter, he denied Jesus. He, yeah, he wasn't well, a better Christian. He he, he chopped well, off ears. He did a yeah, bunch of bad stuff as well. So, so you get to see like, <laughs> but, but, you get to but, see that real bad, messed up dude. You, you yeah, but then his, one of Jesus' best friends. No, uh I don't know him. Okay, and but then. That, that, <laughs> I'd rather be that guy than the guy yeah. that is, you know, I mean, Saul. All right,
5: first of all, I'm I am totally with you about self righteous mm. people I, I, nothing drives me further away from wanting to be a Christian, being around Christians like that, so yeah. i totally I totally agree about that, but Peter, when he became the guy that Jesus built his church on, that happened when Peter you know fell on his face mm-hmm. when he got this revelation of the holiness of Jesus, remember, and he fell at his at his at his feet and said, "Depart from me yeah. from a sinful man i 'm a bad christian right mm-hmm. and then Jesus said from now this is from now on you're not going to be just catching fish you're going to build my church
2: yeah but it, and even, then he
5: was he was transformed he wasn't perfect none of us are ever going to be perfect but god starts to transform us he starts to he wants to change us he wants to make us strong i think yeah god loves me when i'm weak but he doesn't want me to stay weak he wants me to be strong i mean that's the well i think
2: i think to toby's point though is is even after peter's conversion and even after understanding the gospel, he was in an eating situation to where he's just like, I can't even associate with Gentiles. Like, it seems right. like he was yeah. still a pussy. Like, he well, still no, yeah. I mean, was just like— He wasn't it, strong. But that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That reveals Jesus' strength there, I
1: think. I think that is is what, is, is what carries me on. And also, yeah, yeah. I would even say this. Like— the idea of, of, of proselytizing or that the gospel uh, yep. said a certain way is, is the way, is the most important way is where I feel like we've gone off track. Because, I mean, when look at like Jesus one of Jesus' favorite or, or most uh, famous, rather, uh, sermons, like Beatitudes. He starts right. with, like, uh, blessed are the, the poor in spirit. He doesn't say, hey, if you know me, You'll get in. You'll change your life. You're going to get that mm-hmm. better life, and things are going to be good. Like, I think Christianity does tries to do a salesmanship job where it says, if you believe in Jesus, you'll have more power. You'll be able to do more. Life things will, will be better, yeah. and yeah. you'll be happier, more joyful, all these things. I don't think any of that's true. In fact, it seems as if to me, the Bible says, if you believe in God mm-hmm. and Jesus— your you not only is your life going to be filled with turmoil and bad stuff it's not really going to get much better well but jesus uh, the joy jesus. Is, the joy is in the lord not the joy in your new yeah. life not the changed person but the joy is in the lord that there there is more and that in spite of the sinful mm-hmm. nature that we have in spite of all that stuff you know it's the simplicity of the gospel that is the best not the uh pushing it on people, this, this, and this. Now, and, and like your story, you said, even at the uh, strip club or whatever, that yeah. was an awesome opportunity when somebody opened the door for you, as opposed to me, like, on, from stage, when people want to hear Walls, one of our songs, That's and me point. going, wait, before I play this song, I'm going to give you that song in a minute, but let me tell you about this dude, Jesus. Like, instead of that, like, I, I'm... I'm Pushing myself on through the door, rather than go, them going. Wait a minute, man! Oh, you guys are Christian? Like that's happened so many times. Like I have shared the gospel in crazy places too, casinos. Uh, you know, all, all in the you know drinking beers. I've, I've shared the gospel while I was drunk before. Like in spite of Toby, that's that's the thing about bad Christian. In spite of us three. God is good. That's that's the exact thing I wanted, I want yep. everybody to know. I don't want anybody to think of me as a hero. Yeah and I mean, re- Matt's not a hero and Matt's not saying he's a hero no. because he smokes weed. In spite of smoking weed, whether you believe it to be wrong or right, steal Jesus that's what i love yeah and i don't I think mean, that's it, a, a
3: super important thing that's just something i'm throwing out there to contrast with it's not a big even a big deal to me it's just a contrast with the way chad has told the story but the problem i see with the way you set it up as god will change your life these things will happen you'll draw closer to him the more you overemphasize that pre-conversion to people i think it feeds into the problem of them feeling like they have to prove that that did happen to others once they know but that's, but that, that's very but that's, dangerous in my book
5: but we, yeah but that's not what we do or what i'm No, i I'm not do.
3: saying that's what you do I I'm just saying in general, when we say, right. when we make all these promises about what will happen and what saved people are like, that is where the duplicity comes in on people that are saved and nervous. Or am I not saved? Do I need to pretend like it? Will I be accepting this community if I really t- say what's really happening with me? So I personally am willing to be obnoxiously honest or push a boundary um, and be okay with something because I know that gives other people permission to tell the truth to people they're close to instead of hide it. So I'm not saying be like me, That's except for don't be fake if i'm if i'm hey, real yeah. be like that but but you don't don't copy my behaviors that's ridiculous hey i
5: i couldn't agree with you more i mean in the, in terms of like when you first comes a christian you struggle you, you struggle with things it's like you know i slept with my girlfriend this weekend and you talk about man I, I you know i messed up i shouldn't be sleeping with my girlfriend or you you're you're honest with your struggles and then you're in a group of with other christians and you you discover that the older, the longer that person is a Christian, then they don't seem to sin anymore. They don't have any struggles anymore, and so then you don't have any more honest conversations mm-hmm. about struggles because you learn how to hide and not and right. not be real. And right. I think, and I but I think that's the thing that that when you start to hide, then you don't grow. You don't become more like like Jesus the way He wants you to. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, if my if my son is two years old and he 's wearing a diaper, no problem he 's two it 's cool you know he's he 's two years old but but if he 's twenty and he 's still wearing a diaper, you know that i 'd be concerned about him and I think if we are following jesus, you shouldn't stay the same. I think you should grow you know and it 's not about god 's love it 's just about being lame. I think yeah. God wants us to to grow and mature and to and again, so we can be more effective at reaching a world that's burning, that's on fire. I mean, I was just talking to a to a pastor in Belarus in Minsk, who is it's illegal in Belarus to talk to be a Christian, basically to preach, and he's under a lot of pressure. And so I'm trying to encourage this guy, you know, to to not give up and to to have faith. I mean, I'm t- I mean, the world is in serious trouble, and and I think as followers of Jesus, we need more more believers who are willing to be vessels of gold and not clay. And, I, right. and, I, and that's all I'm saying.
3: No, I'm with you for the most part, but, I, but we, is, we're we being dishonest if we don't understand and acknowledge that Christians that have been saved for many, many years are horribly flawed. And sometimes the worst stuff that ever happens in their life, they're blind to it for so long. And it's not the stuff like, yeah. like think about it this way. And think about all the large pastors of churches that have had problems, let's yeah. say. Yeah. They have yeah. real Problems And the problems are not the easy ones to name. They're just simple power dynamics or bullying or being tough or being mean or being prideful and arrogant. And they don't get yep. better. They don't even get better. Yep. There's people that have been in these positions for 40 years. Yep. Meanwhile, they are very careful to babysit the ABC. They make sure they drink two beers, not four. Good guys. Right, right. And right. so right. so it's not matter of fact that God changes you. Uh, entirely on everything with a linear progression from the day you get saved to the day you die. You start off in diapers, and then by the time you die, God's got it worked out. There's just zero evidence that that's the way it really goes, And, and maybe for some people it does go that way. So my concern is people, let's say like Chad, for instance, who has now set himself up as now he's with this ministry. Now he's got it cleaned up. Now he's got pressure on him, and so does Joey, which is why Joey's my favorite test case in the world. (laughs) For somebody who, you know, is continually breaking the barrier down to show that he's not got it together. And you put pressure on people in things like career ministry and leadership where now they have to be above reproach, which is a valid biblical concept and term that I totally understand. But we put a little bit of a false pressure that that leads you to want to demonstrate the fact that you've you've been changed. And what, and that's, that's just natural. We're all going to do that. You have to constantly fight against that tendency to l- try to make sure. yourself look better than you are because it's quite intoxicating to prove that you have the power of God and that God has changed you and you really believe that's how you're going to help other people along. But I think it can be really counterproductive once you set well, up I, that yeah. situation. I
0: would say even speaking to my own journey in trying to be more like Jesus, I think part of it is it's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater in the sense that, yeah, it's been done poorly. It's been communicated poorly. We've made people feel like you, you become a Christian, and then all of a sudden you don't have problems anymore, and that is obviously not the case. Yeah. But speaking for my own life, it's, man, if, if I really trust God, if I have a, a view of God that he is a good father, that he loves me, then the things that, you know, based on my interpretation, the things I see that he says, you know, I, I want you to deal with this or I want you to deal with that, my love isn't based on that, whether you accomplish it or not but these are for your good. Mm-hmm. And so when I communicate it to someone it's like you know people have this perception that well if I give my life to God I lose my freedom. In my experience the closer I become to God the more free I am. Mm-hmm. And so so to me it's 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 getting the you know renewing your mind in terms of what the proper understanding of is of, of sanctification that it's not it's not religious it's about wanting to live is closely in line with mm. how a good father set things up to be because that's where freedom is that's yeah. that's at least my experience
3: yeah we're real, we're relatively close in the same things and i can tell we have a distaste for mm. uh there's certain things that we mutually have a strong distaste for especially in the the commercialization as you put it yeah, earlier absolutely of Christianity, and and, sure. and i would just yeah, add
0: and i would just add that's partially because in our experience, the calling we have, we're always out there mm-hmm. with people that don't know Jesus, and we we see that struggle. We see right. that those lies and the effect that those lies have. So I'm one of the things I'm saying all the time when I'm talking to someone is I'm not better than you. Don't don't like in hearing what I have to say. It's like a gift that I've experienced, and I want you to experience it as well. It's and I'm constantly trying to break that wall down. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and Matt, Absolutely. I would
4: I would just say that I, I honor the fact that you're willing in front of forty thousand people to say that that you have. For the, I think maybe the difference we're talking about is you're saying, "Hey, I looked at porn a couple of times, and I smoke weed." Uh, and, sometimes, and I sometimes, and I
3: and the but not, uh, but not I didn't now, wake right? and bake today or anything. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's good Even
4: that was 420 right. so, that's just, yeah. so that wasn't why one you're, day you were <laughs> late <Yeah. laughs> So a- obviously the, the point that, that I want to make Is that I am far from perfect I do still struggle on occasion with pornography yeah. Thankfully not this year But I did last year And the year before that And the yeah. year before that And the year before that So, And there's all kinds of other stuff that I've dealt with So there's never if If anything, there's never a place of God is too small for my sin issues or for my petty, either the petty things or the really major things, uh, it's, if anything, it's, man, he is so colossal, like you guys say, he he is such a great savior, that even despite that stuff, God moves powerfully, and yet my my desire is... Not to be less like Jesus because of whatever thing going on, but man, God, I want to be more like you and help me to grow more into your likeness, which really was the, my viaduct uh, experience um, mm. in, in just you know what does that look like? So well,
2: what what sucks too is just this whole conversation. Let's let's just assume that <laughs> a bad. Just stop. That's just a stop bad right segue, Joey. <laughs> What you just said, this whole conversation sucks. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was no, great. No, 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 no. No, we're no. gonna yeah, cut that, <laughs> that right there. That's what, no. What does suck though is like we're talking of, like what Matt said for example. He's not so sure that it's it's this formulaic God does something and then people change. Let's say right now that that is true. So while we are telling people this, then they're seeing these, you know, huge pastors that they're looking up to aspiring to be like. And all, you know, for the last couple of years, they've been messing around with prostitutes or stealing money or cheating on their wives or, or whatever. So it's just like, as, as we get that message out that God changes people, it, it kind of backfires. Yeah, so, it's actually called the backfire effect. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's a real effect. It's called the backfire effect. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Wait, I was gonna, it is, I'm, I'm serious.
0: Gonna say this. Is there an yeah. acronym Did, for
1: and, that? And, and I was going to add this too. And, and and Ben, David, this is for for you guys yeah. with Steiger. Yeah. I was trying to remember. I was I was thinking. I was like, where have I heard that name Steiger before? And then I remembered that. Let's see. I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been a, a, maybe two years. But Aaron Gillespie came on our podcast and cussed, and then I think he was set up to be. Uh, like on a speaking event or one of y'all's events, right, and yeah. y'all 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 fired him, <laughs> right, because he cussed on this podcast right so and, and the question I have is, do you really have freedom? like what was the reason why you didn't let him on? like did you think he wasn't a christian? No, no, that, no.
4: yeah, and I, I would say I'm happy to, to answer that one it's it's sure. slightly unfair to Aaron since he's not here, um, that we're talking behind his back, but um, I do think that in, in that case what the hope for come and live in what we are challenging a generation to is a level of pursuit of God that isn't necessarily that oh you you cuss therefore you're not a Christian or you shouldn't be doing this or that but the the concern was um is Aaron in a place, even beyond the cursing, which is, what, you know, it is what it is, or, uh, call it good, call it bad, um, was he in a place where the contribution to what we desire to put forth would have been a true contribution? And. Uh, and it is a struggle because it's not. It, it, I can understand how it makes it, the. It but makes was there any concern
1: like, for was there any concern for the image though? If we have this guy that cussed on this podcast, it might bleed over into us or something. Like that, that's what I'm saying about the freedom. When you say you have freedom in Christ, and you, maybe you don't, because you have freedom as long as you act or look a certain part. Like, and that, yeah, that's like, an example. Yeah, I like, like you wouldn't you have canceled it if he said
3: it to you in private, but it, you did cancel him because he said it in public. Isn't that a thing? Like if y'all were at a bar and he said, fuck, which I think is what he said, would then would you have, you know, I, I, I have a hard time understanding where the line is there or what that message think, that sends, you know, like yeah, make sure no, if you're I get in public, it. you clean it up or something.
4: I feel for, for us in that situation, it came down to are we speaking the same language and, and a concise message to those who are looking up to us. And and as much as I love Aaron and have incredible history with Aaron, um, I'm not sure at at that point we were unsure whether or not the, the connection there of us speaking forth the same message would
1: have happened. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I don't blame him. He's a terrible person. Y'all yep. chose right. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is it does give the appearance that you can't do stuff if yep. you're real. Like, like he just said something off the cuff. And I'll say this. You guys actually made me sin because when I heard about it, I ended up cussing. On stage, and I said "fuck" I think eighteen times from stage because I was. That so was like, our oh, fault. We At did Rocket that. Rocket town. <laughs> I, well, I blame. I might sinfully be blaming you guys. But you yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you, oh, you caused your brother to stumble. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes, well, did. I, yeah, it just it, that appearance makes me see. I think that is what non Christians and the people that we're trying to reach see is the hypocrisy. You, <laughs> sure. wait a minute. I can't come as I am. They're not going to let me come as I. As soon as I even get an idea of Jesus, I got to change. I can't be me. I have to change, 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 and then I can be a part of this club, and that is what just destroys me. I Mm. want every single person out there, if Jesus is real and he's the truth, and and y'all don't listen to the podcast, I'm a ranter, so that's why I'm talking like this. I'm really really kind of a genuinely nice guy, I think. But uh, (laughs) if, if Jesus is real and he's true, then we'll get to him. He will reveal himself. He does not need my perfect white shining light. Now, does he want us to do that, become better? People and be kinder yeah. and be more loving and change things that are affecting us. Yeah, like I think that moment that you talked about, Chad, in the was a moment of you were just oppressed by the stuff that you didn't really want to do. Right, you yeah. didn't want that to be a part of your identity. So God got in there, and first thing he did was tell people, Chad. You, you know, he didn't even say change immediately, he just tell people, Chad. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. tell people. I don't, I don't want, I mean, I do want, I do want things in my life hidden. I do care about my identity and what I look like and that things make me look bad, but I'm trying to get away from that because if I can just get away from that and you know I'm not good, then, of course, who cares if I said a cuss word? If Jesus can be glorified, mm-hmm. that's way better.
3: Let me give uh, 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 Come and Live and Staggered a counterpoint compliment to them in light of yeah. what you said, Toby, and that's that at least, on the other hand, you guys are willing to come on this show where that's we've true. already said fuck, talked about drugs, and I'm pretty sure Pastor Joey Fenson called the Apostle Paul a pussy earlier. Yeah. And you guys are
1: <laughs> I, <are laughs> I think all he pa- did. So, <laughs> so I have to give you all a lot of credit, <laughs> yeah. actually.
3: So, they, so clearly you're not averse to getting into the nitty-gritty and stuff like that. Yeah. So I well, do it, appreciate you know. that.
1: It, so when can no, we come on y'all's podcast?
0: Yeah, dude, that's the, <laughs> that's
1: that'll be the true test.
0: Get the paper. Get the paper.
1: Well yeah, yeah, the dump dump button. Yeah.
4: No, it
5: was. I mean, but man, see, it, but the the event, the the event that Aaron was was invited to, was something we call provoke and inspire, where we invite Christian artists to come. And the pro and the you know, it's not like a it's not like a radical thing today. For Christian artists to to swear, I mean, it's kind of become the normal thing, really. Mm-hmm. And we're what we're trying to say is you don't need to do those kinds of things, not because you're fake, but because you because you want. Again, I, I keep saying the same thing because I think that that kind of stuff just keeps God from being able to use you more effectively. That's all. And mm-hmm. so we're trying to show a different way to Christian artists. And so if we had Aaron come and do that, it was kind of contradicting our message. It wasn't that we were embarrassed by him no, or right. and we anything like that. In, in fact, that's not at all the case.
2: And if, so, that's, and if that's true that he's less effective, I mean, you would say to a, a very particular demographic, correct? No, no, I would say
5: to a, se- to a, to a, to a outside-of-the-Church secular demographic.
2: Yeah. I, so you say so he's I, le- less effective using the F word to a secular demographic?
5: Oh, no, I would say that a secular demographic could care less if you use the F word. It doesn't mean anything to them. They're not impressed, if I swear. That's why no, that's that's, that's, that's I I not turned so, off no. Either. So my point here, the only ones that get up, the only ones who would be even having a conversation about the F word is Christians. No one else even cares. <laughs> so, the fa- yeah, so let's drop so, it. <laughs> I mean, so, so really, so the point is not that. The point the is heart. the heart. And I'm, again, I'm not judging Aaron's heart. I don't even know the guy. I've never met him. I just know that, that we, want it, we want to show Christian artists that, you, that it's okay to have standards and that you will have, be more effective in secular places if you do. And not, it's what? not about being phony. It's not about being fake. It's not being about being a hypocrite. But it is true. I can, t- I can speak from personal experience that when I was willing to say, okay, we're going to have certain standards in our band, how we're going to behave, we're gonna have certain certain a covenant about it. Well, how we're gonna react, and not not in a, because we we feel like this is what God is asking us to do. We've seen more effectiveness. We've had bigger. We've been invited to do bigger shows. We've had more opportunities, more of God's power than before. Yeah. T- so that's t- tell me, why.
2: T- tell me this. This this is interesting because I mean the, yeah. the cussing conversation does make me snicker a little bit sometimes, but it. It definitely comes up a lot, obviously, because right. it's for a lot of yeah, church for... people. It's it's kind of weird, right, but we've right. actually we've actually gotten... please don't use the word snicker. Use laugh. <laughs> that's a, that's not the correct <laughs> word. Snicker is some a people could
1: take seven. that wrong. We, <laughs> well, we that's have that's, that's the that's the weed speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: we have actually gotten an email from someone saying, "I uh, against my better judgment, because I can't stand Christianity. I started listening to." the Bad Christian Podcast, hoping against hope that it would be something that I could maybe take a sneak peek into Christianity right. and, and, and maybe have some interest in it. He said early in the episode, someone dropped the F-bomb, and it, I was hooked because he said all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, these guys are Christians, but they're, they just broke down a barrier that I realized that was there. I mean, would y'all just yeah. call bullshit on this guy? No, not
5: at all. In fact, I'm not in any way, I'm just telling you how God has called us, yeah. how He's called me and my band. And I can just go by looking at our effectiveness in, in and yeah. the kind of opportunities yeah. God is giving us, yeah. the impact that we're having. I think the, the, the conversations, of, I mean, outside of the church, people could care less about language. You yeah. know, it's, it's so to me, that's not the point.
4: And, and Joey, uh, you. You or Matt, I can't remember which, asked the question, do do we believe that bad Christian is not effective at reaching the lost? Something maybe wasn't quite that. It was basically that. And and I think that we would all agree that that without a doubt, God will use anyone at any time um, to reach someone just as you illustrated. And I think really the heartbeat of where we're at is saying, well, God, is there anything you would do through me to be even more effective and mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that doesn 't mean you have to look just like us and that we have to look just like you, but how do we sharpen one another, how do we yeah. encourage one another and um, and the situation with Aaron was was heartbreaking from my perspective because in many ways, I felt like a father to many of the artists that I work with, even if i wasn 't well I definitely was not a perfect father by any stretch but i I began working with Aaron from the from the age of sixteen for him, and like man twenty eight or something for me. so uh, so it, there I think in every situation it's uh, it's a question of how can we sharpen one another to be yep. more uh, to demonstrate Jesus more clearly in everything that we do, even if it's the F word or weed or porn or or whatever the thing is. Uh, I don't want anything in my life that separates me from growing in Jesus, because at the end of the day, what else do I have? If I'm really a Christian, what else do I have to say? Hey, guys, I got this other really cool side project that's pretty, pretty dope. Um, you know, beyond. And, and Jesus, I would say too. So. I
1: mean, it's anybody's prerogative to have whoever they want sure. on their yeah, program. So I, right, I, I, that's fine. I, I don't think that it, it, if y'all chose not to have somebody on, the same way as our show, we've chosen not to have certain people on. So I think that's okay. I just it feels like. Part of the we we wouldn't have Aaron it, and, and maybe this isn't the case, but on the outside I could see a non Christian, the people we're trying to reach, uh, look at it as if oh they he said one word so they dropped him so that that, yeah. that has the appearance sure. of hypocrisy and 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 stuff like that. But I think also what you guys are saying and I would like to make this clear too. I think. Maybe we're different parts of the of the same body, the body of Christ mm-hmm. or whatever. And then what, may, what, may, maybe, maybe what we're the hairy you back. and you What guys part are, the, are you? What part do you think you guys well, are?
3: We're the all, hairy back. I've also the the seen you is guys. The, are the, yeah, you're always, the
2: pearly whites. Yeah, I've, I've always, always said Joey teeth, is the, the hairy anus back but. of the body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Toby's the foreskin. You just have to cut it off. Oh, come on.
1: lord, Joey.
2: I wasn't even going to go there. Man.
1: Wow, Joey! Wow! Wow. All right, how do we segment from that? Hey, well, we've been on here for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you guys did good. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, thank you guys for joining us for sure. Uh, Come and live. And the podcast is called uh, Provoke and Inspire. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. Provoke hey, thank, and
5: Inspire. We really appreciate yeah. you uh, letting yeah, us come thank on. You guys. It was a great privilege yeah, like Thanks, Thanks we guys. Thank you guys. And, very and, much, and yeah, let me assure you. you
3: that many of our listeners will very much appreciate your, your words and your points yeah. of view. So, And that's great, and that's yeah, why we want to have will. it open for this for this kind of thing. So, again, I think we're in agreement on almost everything. Yeah. I'm very comfortable disagreeing with you guys because— I trust yeah. you, we're brothers, we know each other. Yeah, nice absolutely. to meet you guys. So thank you guys for coming on the show today. Thank you. Yeah, thank y'all. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. meet you. Thanks y'all. for having us. All right. Yeah. We'll hey, chat after. I- we're gonna, go ahead, Chad. We're, we're gonna keep the show going, but we can talk to you after. Okay, cool. We're still, we're still live here. for a few more minutes. Oh, uh, we're so, still live. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just gonna pray for you guys. So Jesus, thank you for this conversation and um, for Joey, for Matt, for Toby, and for everything that they do unto you and unto others, and I pray that the blessings of mighty Jesus pours out even more powerfully over everything that they do. Amen. Thank you, yeah. Chad. All right. yeah, thanks, you dudes.
3: Love you. Love you too, Chad. Ben, David, thank you guys too. Yeah, thanks,
1: fellas.
2: Okay. Right. There we go. We wow.
1: did it. We did it.
2: Hey, you do realize that, that uh, the word pussy goes... To a cat, not not a woman's genitals. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm totally fine with that but, word. I just but think you it's have to understand
1: funny. that women. But since it's so associated that's with true. it, it, that's it true. it's a sign.
3: That's why I think it's, it's one of those words worth fighting for because you mean it, like, it means the I same as wuss, and it, right. maybe that's bad to use because it, whatever it is. But I think it's okay. The, a, the, the hey, worst y'all thing y'all in the listen. world that's
1: ever happened is that pussy is associated. That's why women don't like it because then it's associated with weakness. If you're a pussy. Yep like uh, and, you know but the worst thing that's ever happened once again is why are the names so terrible for women's private parts <laughs> pussy <laughs> vagina clit clitoris <laughs> i mean it's all it's not like any nice like nah, that, yeah. you know what i mean like like guys get cock Rod, Dick, like it. You <laughs> know, it <laughs> means like it, 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 women don't get anything
2: like just something beautiful and like Majesty, and, Majesty. And, and, That'd nah, be great. I mean,
0: the, yeah, yeah. the
3: connotations follow. It doesn't really matter what the arbitrary words are. There's something to the aesthetic of the word itself, you know. But really, just the connotations that eventually land on them that give them their
2: their power, their ugliness, their nastiness. The way they're used and the way they're treated, you know. Matt, the, Matt, you'll get a kick out of this because we've been talking about the whole sexism thing in the workplace. Listen to what our children's director told me that I did a couple of years ago. Like, I was desperate to get somewhere, and it's just against policy here at Seacoast. And, and I I actually am, am on board with this. I'm fine with it, but I you've definitely pushed me hard to start rethinking it, and so I'm at a rethinking phase with this. But we are not allowed to ride in a vehicle with the opposite sex you know, by yourselves. Yep. And so I actually said to her, "Hey, maybe I should hide in the very back seat, <laughs> and oh so no gosh. one could see." You're, and she said, "You she are said, kidding." She said, "No, you, you don't have to do that." So I, so I rode in the front seat, and I needed Is her to drive. Doesn't that look way worse if you get caught? Yeah. <Yeah. laughs> that's that's, <laughs> so like, that's so have, it's embarrassing. The <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you this, but I it's embarrassing because it, it's good. So, so I basically told her I said <laughs> cuz I needed her to drop me off at a different Seacoast campus. I said drop me off at the McDonald's across the street. See, and that's so horrible. So I, I am mean, really ha- yeah, I mean, not even I'm
3: saying that is an outcome of a, a bad setup that yes, that's and the and only life, logical thing you could think of and think of how that makes that girl woman right and listen and, and exactly
2: Matt and listen to what she said. She said, "Yes. Now she knows the Seacoast policies, too, but she said, "Yes, I have seen you ride with Toby, just the two of you, Andy, just the two of you, Robbie, just the two of you, and you guys have great conversation. It's a great time, and she's thought... Wow, that must be nice just to be able right. to it, have some one-on-one time. When, you know, but I'm a girl involved. and I can't. There's yeah, no I, way I, that she I, I doesn't really infer
3: some shame from that. Like, please let yeah, me exactly. off. I mean, that is
1: its just just—it's just terrible. Like, y'all can't be around each other unless something sexual happens. That's what right. – and, and You know what's weird is but, I, I didn't even realize this stuff. You just take it with a right. grain of salt. Like, so, I like, even with the Pence rule or the – what did they call it? The Billy Graham yep. rule or whatever – I understand to an extent, but at the same time, you have to acknowledge the negative side uh, of it. Right, I mean, you just right. have to. Well, mainly right. because
3: it's to, fine so. for one person to decide what they want to do, but Joey's now having to follow a rule that makes him logically put shame on that lady. I mean, that it's just goofy. Like it's a it's a it's an accidental incidental consequence of of yeah. the thing. And I would only Je- like yeah. to frame that these are the real areas. You just said something remarkable to me. So if you're talking about bad Christian and like the chart those guys had to decent Christian to good Christian, that what you're doing right now is that. It's not whether or not you, what you drink or what words you say. It's what you just learned in the last two years. That's God changing you and making you better. People don't get credit for that. In fact, that sounds like you're moving the opposite way. Right. But that is what that is. That is growth. That is God changing you. Right. For the better yep. and being able to admit it. And of course the daggum words don't matter so much. Of course, this is that's nonsense. And what you're doing is positive, real change, empowered by the Holy Spirit to become sanctified and understand gender relationships and shame and how that works and weird
2: things in culture. That's God changing you. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. What what if, what if God was just gracious and he just said, Come to me. And my yoke is easy. Like, what, what if that's what he said? Oh, yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> I mean, we just focus on so much of these yeah. don't do this stuff. And, man, oh, you really messed up there. And, like you said, it's a very short list. It has to do with sexuality and not messing up sexually. It has to do mm. with, you know, not saying certain words. But yeah, you're right. Why wouldn't people call that sanctification? That I'm starting to understand it, it, how females are That's what it is. Females it's, are, it's not exactly. which chemicals is, where, are you on caffeine or alcohol or THC.
3: Good gosh. Which ones are those are okay <laughs> and not? And which ones to use less of? That's insanity to me. Yeah. But anyway, you're growing and being sanctified. You're pastor and you're unchained from. You know, you're be willing to, you know, do something that actually doesn't even fit in your culture, which is you'd be more praised in your culture by being virtuous in the way that you don't be around women. That would be a reward for you as a pastor. Yeah. It's set up in the system. And you're having to go the harder way and realize this and then talk about it. Anyway, I think people get it. That's all. So I'm I'm glad that people I will say
1: this too. I think breasts actually is a pretty good word for (laughs) for women's (laughs) stuff. Yeah, that's actually a pretty nice word. But it breaks down nipples a little worse, you know. Titties is bad. That that word makes me feel weird. It's funny, but it's not good. I promise you, growing up,
3: the only thing that my mom, God rest her soul, only called them was titties. (laughs) That's all she ever said those things were. That's what I learned growing up.
2: Hey, I I, oh. I do Matt. Are you comfortable with kind of telling people where you're at with all that? I mean, you're a couple months removed from your mom's passing. Like how I was about to wrap up because we're over time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. can do it next like, episode. Get-
3: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> good. Doing good. We'll talk about it later, I guess. <laughs> we really are kinda out of time here, is what I'm saying. All right. Yeah, we 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 have to get off. But yeah, we'll talk hey, will, about that. I next will time. say
1: I will say this. This is how messed up my stupid brain is, and sick. This is why I'm trying to tell him. I'm sick. I'm not nobody thinks of me as honorable and, and good. While he's talking about the gay guy that was so disgusting to him or whatever, then he says, and all I can think of, I've almost died laughing. He said, But then God uh came on us like a blanket. He came, he got, came on us. What did he say? God came uh, like a blanket. God came on us. Or and I went, what? No, why did you just say that? Please, sir, don't say that. Don't say that to me, sir.
3: Yeah, that, there's weird language when you talk about God. I guess it, part of that is that, you know, it's so non-normal, like spiritual interaction, that you start using weird and vague words that invoke sensuality often. Yeah. And it happens all the time. It's super bizarre. It All right, is. well hey but our listeners. Our, that makes our listeners,
2: we want yeah. to welcome some new people to the BC Club and that's Jeremy Duncan, Ryan, name speaks for itself, Eric Soap Soap Soapboer, Soap Soapboer, Dylan J Boudro, Be- Be- Bodro Aaron Ballantine. Why can't y'all have some freaking normal last names? And then Ryan Butterfloss, welcome to the BC Club. That's the BC club.com lots of fun going on there so thank you guys for helping and supporting what we're doing we're we're on call we've got a very distinct calling from the lord himself and you guys are are putting your money at in a great place it's it's your tithe for sure all right appreciate it
3: we got a uh, tour dates up for emory by the way I'm, i might make an intro I'm and going- matt and
2: toby yeah, let me, Matt I'm going to make it, like in two
3: yeah, weeks. we'll mention it here, but you will have already heard at the beginning, I think I'm going to go back with the all the things going on and make an intro for this episode that's a little bit pluggy yeah. on some of those things, so I'll repeat them after we get off of awesome. here, but anything else?
1: No, that's it.
3: Y'all don't have any things you're plugging, I'll try and work them all in. Uh, uh, I might send out a couple emails Matt, too. Yeah,
1: Matt, Matt and Toby tour's coming yep. up, we play our first show in Seattle next week, and oh, the next shit. week we kick off this two week tour. And uh, thank you everyone that contributed to the Emory Kickstarter It's yeah, unbelievable We hit 127K Which is like unbelievably amazing And more than we got last time I mean people are just supporting us like crazy And we really appreciate it And we are going to make a kickass record So that's why I'm, I'm really excited So yep. all those good things So, uh, Okay right. and Joey you're gone next week right? Yep yeah, I'm gone next
3: week all right, so tune in. We'll have some guest hosts. We're gonna have Matt Johnson, who co-wrote and helped Joey with his book, on next Tuesday, and then come back. and I believe we got Toby will be here the the next Thursday, yep. and I believe Mike Herrera is gonna come in studio and sit with Woo. us. So should Praise be good. The Lord.
1: All right, talk All right. to you guys soon. I said this before, but uh, no, uh, y'all heard me. But like I said, pussy and vagina is a terrible name. So from now on, you uh, this is the definition: a cozy nook by the hearth. From now on, vagina. I won't use that word. It's called inglenook. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you, have a, you have a beautiful inglenook. It's a cozy place by the hearth. Well, that's wonderful. You got it. It captures a little bit of beauty in inglenook. Uh, something inglenook. I like it. See y'all later.
3: listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.